you can almost hear the trees speak. What are they saying? Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. If I asked 10 adults from a temperate climate what cold is, I would probably get 10 different answers, but I'd guess most of them would name specific temperatures. If I asked a group of children what cold is, and I've done this, they emphasize experiences and observations rather than the temperatures themselves. They name things like when you have to put on a hat and mittens, or when you start to shiver, or when there's snow out. Now, that last one is tricky. A few weeks ago, there was snow on the ground. It was about 30 degrees Fahrenheit, and my outdoor school students came outside with their snow boots, snow pants, winter jackets, hats, and mittens. A week later, the snow was gone, it was 20 degrees, and they came outside with sneakers and jeans, prompting me to distribute the snow boots and snow pants they still needed to add the insulating bulk to keep them warm in those sub-freezing temperatures. The presence of snow seems to be an important cue for humans, especially those small ones, to be prepared outside, but it is also a vital component of winter survival for other creatures. Why is snow helpful to so many living things in the winter world? One particular characteristic of this frozen substance helps us make sense of this seemingly illogical concept. As snowflakes settle onto the landscape, they trap air between the crystals, making a blanket of snow a porous substance. Now think about the warmest jacket, blanket, or sleeping bag you have. I bet it is thick and puffy with lots of airspace, much like a thick blanket of fluffy snow. That ability to insulate your body by trapping your warmth within the loft of your jacket or blanket is vital for conserving your energy. Without that puff surrounding you, the energy-intensive process of shivering would be the next step for staying warm, which would require increasing your food intake to replenish those energy reserves. For fortunate humans, the ability to simply add another layer or buy more food is usually within reach. But those reserves are not available to all, especially not to wildlife. A blanket of snow on the ground provides many of the same benefits as that blanket on your bed. Snow insulates the ground, reducing how much heat is lost to the usually much colder winter air, especially at night. The area between the ground and the bottom of the snowpack is called the subnivian zone, and it is an ideal spot for small mammals to travel and forage, hidden from the colder and more dangerous world above. Without that blanket of snow, those critters need to expend more energy and they are more exposed to many predators. The snowpack is both their castle and their quilt. A consistent snowpack is also important for many creatures who travel on top of the snow. Our local snowshoe hares and ermines, for example, change from a brown summer coat to a white winter coat, keeping them camouflaged on a snow-covered landscape. They are wired to do this relative to photo period, meaning the length of daylight hours, not based on the presence or absence of snow. As climate change disrupts the relationship between photo period and snow presence, phenological mismatch occurs more often, where white snowshoe hares and ermines stand out on a snowless landscape during a time of year that historically saw consistent snow. This of course makes it easier for a bobcat to find that tasty hare or for a vole to see its predator, the ermine, coming. In response to this quite recent change in seasonal patterns, wildlife have three choices, adapt, move, or die. 
Will we see our local ermine or snowshoe hare populations decrease over the coming years? Or will they slowly evolve to change their coats at a different time? We will have to wait and see. In the meantime, the next time you feel grumpy about having to shovel, you could instead think about how helpful the snow is to so many of your wildlife neighbors. And don't forget to bundle up when it's cold out, even if there isn't snow. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.